hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Riverdale Register. I was hoping you would sing that. Register. You have a nice voice. That's not bad. Oh, hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Register. It doesn't really. No, it worked for me. It worked for me. Hi, what do we, what do we, uh, what's going on? How are you? I am well. We are actually recording this on my mother's birthday. Oh my god, happy birthday! Yeah. That's exciting! Regular listener to the show, but not a regular viewer of the show. I love that for her. That's a, that's a good choice. Yeah. My she parents, chose us. My parents do wonder if we're still doing this. So. Are you still doing that podcast yes. thing with that boy? Yes. No, they, they know your name, but yeah, other than that, yeah. Do they know what show it is? Probably not. No. They're like that One Tree Hill (laughs) podcast you do, and you're like, yeah, that's the one. It's actually the OC. It's it's the OC, but it's okay that you don't know. That's totally fine. They're very supportive of my life, but they just can't hold CW shows in their head, and that's okay. That's fine. There's none left. Oof. Dark times. It's much easier now. It's it just Superman easier. and Lois. <laughs> yeah, just two two names. You just have to remember. Did they both the? Sorry, they kill all American. Both all Americans. I didn't think that they did, but I actually don't know. Let's find out. Hmm. All Americans. What state. shows are still on the oh, CW? Fun and fact, how much budget or cast do they have left? Did I told you my dad was on All American, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact: My parents are background actors. That is their job. Uh, <laughs> which I feel like is a funny little fact. Oh, okay. It's renewed its drama All-American for a sixth season in 2023 to 2024. Incredible. And that was in January. What about home, All-American Homecoming? Let's, let's see. That was the one my dad was on, Homecoming. Mm. He played a baseball fan. I thought they didn't film that here. Huh. I guess they filmed at least some of it here. I think they do because... Well, they claim it's in Georgia, and I just figure it's such a production hub. They yeah, you're like, actually it should be. in Georgia. So it was renewed for a third season, but the renewal came with some of the concessions, budget cuts... Oh, okay. So, so like the Superman and Lois renewal. Yes, exactly. Same thing. Right. Would you like to hear a question from our audience? I would, do you have one? I do have one. Oh so it's not God. actually a question. Um, it is more of a statement. Oh. Uh, because, is it like an angry statement? No, no, no. It's the, the statement is, love the Here's show. Here's my question. You two are terrible. <laughs> the question is, everyone is so charming this season. Why didn't we get to see it until now? And that is from Nathan, who also sent us lots of lovely compliments. Nathan, we can just add to the list of things why that we're wondering why we haven't seen until now. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't exactly. it be crazy? Like if, if boy, if this were the first season of Riverdale, it sure would be the exact right pace to have for season one of Riverdale. Yes, I feel that. Um, who do you think has the most chemistry that you didn't expect? Like what two characters together? I feel like it's obviously Veronica and Jughead. Yes, that's how I feel as well. Though I would do um, special points for even just Archie and Reggie. I'd say Archie and Reggie for sure. The the stuff with Veronica and Betty, not really a revelation. No, we, we knew, knew that was there. It was just not seen enough. Right. We knew they'd kiss. Right. It's a little rude now that they've just like <laughs> cut Archie out of the conversation because like yeah, the three, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of into it, but you yeah, know. it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> That's Ar- selfish. It's too bad that Archie is uh, such a such a lovely person this season that... You know, I'm like, ah, oh, this is when Betty and Veronica decide to date. It is the big difference between Archie this season and past seasons. That yeah. Archie this season is like, girls, well, that's nice, but that's not the goal. <laughs> and then Archie in previous seasons is just like, it's all about the girls. It's all about the girls, or it's about the mafia, or it's about boxing, or it's I about that boxing. fireman thing he did that one time. What was that? Was he in the army? He was in the army. Yeah. Girls was pretty central, though. But this was a musical episode. This episode is chapter 131, Archie the Musical. So fun fact, I did look up the title of it to see if it was referencing anything. And it was not, except in my search, I did find that Archie the Musical is also the name of a musical that they made about Cary Grant. Like a very like small musical. I guess Cary Grant's real name was like Archibald something. Huh. Which I thought was interesting. And the musical is about him. And I think there is another movie called Archie about Cary Grant that stars Lucius Malfoy from Harry Potter. So This is all shocking. I just assumed there really was an Archie the musical at some That's, point. So fun fact about Riverdale, I think we've talked about this before, but Roberto staged a play called like Archie's Big Adventure or something. And did you find an Archie the musical? No, that's a Riverdale. That's a Riverdale page. Like, this is not after the fall again. 
I won't allow it. <laughs> Writer-director Adam McKay and Funny to Die have joined forces with Archie Comics, one of the most popular comics ever produced to bring Archie, Betty, Veronica, Jughead, and the Riverdale Gang to Broadway in an all-new musical. Yeah, but that never happened. From 2015. Yeah. So that didn't happen. Right, exactly. So I think that was pre-Riverdale when yeah. they had access to... And I think there, it's like Netflix or something is doing some show called The Archies, which yes. would be like a foreign import, but also be doing like a play on all this. I think it's still Archie. It's just, um, I believe, India. Yeah. Just like set in and India. And like specifically when they, the, the rock band aspect, yes. I think. Remember when they had that band that one time? No. Yeah, they had a band one time called I The Archies. I don't believe you. Don't lie to me. I've watched <laughs> I, every episode of the show twice. I, I actually think it would be really funny if at the end we just, we both come up with a list of things that happened on Riverdale. And we like throw in some fake and stuff. And we throw in some fake ones and we have to say, okay, you only get like five chances to get I was thinking of right. making like a list of all what, what by the end of it we feel are like the essential episodes yes. and see if we can throw in like one or two that just don't exist. That's great. No, that would actually be great. And then maybe the audience has to find out which ones are fake. Right, right, That would right. be fun. Uh, but we got, we got yeah. a lot of plans. This episode was written by Tessa Williams, who has written every musical episode we've had. Yes, Including this is last her season's thing. American Psychos. And I think she's great. I think she's very talented. And I'm very excited because while I was looking her up this time, she has an upcoming project. <gasps> what is so, it? She's an executive producer of something in development called The Shelley Society. Okay, that Which appears fun. to be a show about young Mary Shelley Hell and a band of yeah. romantics fighting monsters of the era, including uh, the Frankenstein monster. Hell yeah. Are you sure that's still in development? Is that still happening? Uh, well, I mean, nothing's in development right now. Well, yes. Obviously, Tessa would never. <laughs> but yeah, this seems to be a recent thing. Awesome. I'm excited. And I think Tessa, more than... Any writer on this show should be bumping up and should be getting a creator opportunity because I think she's great. And that sounds like a fun show that I would watch. This episode was also directed by Ronald Paul Richard, who has been all over this season and just <laughs> did Halloween 2. Halloween 2? That was the one with the second Halloween. That was the one with the second Halloween. Love that. We have really three storylines this cool. week. I was, and it could have yeah. all been one, but I, it, it did split pretty well. So we have the thrilling conclusion to Kevin's mom's storyline. I was Which sad. we've all been following with bated breath for this entire series. Is this the first time we met his mom? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> then we have, this sexy lamp needs to make one choice and it might kill him. Okay. Love it. And Love we it. have Betty and Veronica finally figure it out. We're starting with Betty and Veronica. Great. Which, by the way, I don't think they figured it out. No. But that's okay. Veronica, after singing the opening number to this episode, which is in a different storyline, she doesn't understand why she's still defined as a new girl coming in hot. I mean, she's only been there for like four months. Also, uh, she keeps being new and coming in hot. It keeps <laughs> happening. Also, she literally, it's what? Not Christmas yet because they did not celebrate Christmas. Correct. So it's, she's this. Correct. Still, it is yes. at best November. Yes. Which is pretty new. So there is um, a guy on my freshman year floor who came in second semester and his name was John. And so we called him New John. Was there an old John? There was an old John. Okay. Um, but we eventually just started calling him NJ. But we didn't call old John OJ for obvious reasons. <laughs> so, um, you know, but he really kept that nickname for a long time. He was time. cool with that? That's, that's good I don't for, know, actually. Good for NJ. I don't know if we really ever honestly asked. And probably should have. Could be worse. Yeah. Could be worse. Could be worse. Cool, Cheryl cool, cool. tells Betty, Veronica, and Tony she knows who she wants to take her to the Valentine's dance. How about them? They start singing a song called Friday Valentine, which is all about how all four of these women are in love with Archie. Right. And that makes sense because... Just as we've known it in the show, it's yeah. Valentine's Day. Right. And everyone's in love with Archie. Uh, it plays up a rivalry that never existed in the show. Well, Betty never... and Veronica are kind of competing against each other and comparing themselves to each other. Yes. Uh, Tony is no interest. Tony and Cheryl are... <laughs> completely straight in this version <laughs> just even imagining tony on a date with archie was very strange yeah i was gonna say like for some reason even though cheryl i think is canonically a lesbian and tony is canonically bisexual something about tony dating archie feels so much because they've weirder. never met they've never right. spoken to each other it's so crazy that's what's fun about this whole episode so fun none of these people know each other <laughs> uh the girls have to interrupt and ask kevin what the what what the what the hell is this they're like what weirdly offended because it is a fake play. And I just want to clarify this. It's mostly not real. It's not Valentine's Day. They're not seniors. This They've established that the world in 
that they're in is they're juniors. This is like second semester senior year. You're saying that, but the characters all have their names. I guess. Kevin is out here saying, Betty, you're playing Betty, and this is what Betty wants. And Veronica, you're playing Veronica, and this is what Veronica wants. And Tony and Cheryl. Oh, no. This is what Tony and Cheryl want. Do you think the kids on Barney really were like the kids on Barney? They have the same names, I think. (laughs) If they didn't, this is a weird metaphor. I I agree with the girls, and I have real problems with Kevin's songwriting choices. uh, I think he's good. His entire episode the songs are getting divorced the songs are fun they seem to be written by a person who has never met any of these other characters a day in their lives sure as kevin someone who's only read archie (laughs) comics Hmm. no there's no deeper Hmm. level there's no deeper level to anything fine whatever it's fine there's an interview machin amic is out here saying they never come back to the present and john screw you (laughs) john if you're reading this it's a personal attack Veronica officially takes songwriting duties away from Kevin. She's going to hire Cole Porter, who is a real person who wrote the musicals Anything Goes and High Society. And I'm sure he's available for this. Uh, And she will name drop him two more times (laughs) this episode. She also tells Betty that she kissed Archie, quote unquote, when the Red Scare came to town. (laughs) They left? Why? I don't know. Why would you do that? That was really intriguing and fun. Yeah, no, it's gone now. No. It's gone, and so is the other thing that was scary. What was that? Um, the milkman, gone. 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 Story, gone. Gone. It's gone. We're done. Uh, it's all gone. But we got Cole Porter now. We have Cole Porter. <laughs> so exciting. The girls admit that they like each other more than they like anyone else, and they both agree to swear off Archie and focus on their uh, friendship. Just gal pals. Very confusing. This was... This, they, they like each other. like mm. Yeah, but they got to sing a song to each other before they right. start realizing. The most green screened song I've ever seen. Right. So Amazing. like one more time, who wrote this song? Cole Porter. Cole Porter wrote this song. Cool. Except it is an original song written for the Riverdale musical that we're cool. in right now. Which is only relevant because two songs are not original. Yeah. And they're not the ones that in the, in the show itself they say was written by a different person who was of the time period. Confusing. The girls sing The Universe Inside, in which they both want to run for student office, but when they meet each other, they decide to run as co-presidents, and then uh, uh, they kiss in their minds. They in kiss space. in space, in a green screen space. Imaginary. So this was weird. And they're just like, whoa, there yeah. was like a transfer of energy. Did they kiss in real life? Doesn't appear to be. Right. So they, everybody was like really shocked that they performed really well. That's like what I yeah, got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin and Clay were like, wow, that, yeah, we expected this song by Cole Porter to right. not be good right. for some but reason. Now, <laughs> wow, you guys are such good actors and singers. That's and... really, that was really crazy. That song, Kevin doesn't know where to put that in his play. Right. He's like, okay, but like you do need a story. So like, is this the conclusion? Is this the start? <laughs> no, no, it's the whole thing. It's everything. <laughs> I did like the posters that they made. I thought that was like a nice like mm-hmm. little touch. Um, oh my god. I'm sorry. I just realized this is the same plot of High School Musical 3. <gasps> oh, where they do the musical about themselves. I never understood High School Musical 3. <laughs> I'm not kidding. But the, no, the, the like, play in High School Musical 3 sounds like nonsense. Right, it is, right? Thank <laughs> and you. And especially in the plot of High School Musical 3, if you're in the audience watching it, Actors are getting swapped out every couple minutes right. and playing the same role. And you're like, I don't understand what's happening. Who is that? It's very confusing. But yeah, no, I actually really want to rewatch High School Musical 3 because I thought it was very confusing the first time I watched Low key, it. Low-key, I think it's my favorite one. Yeah, The I, senior yeah. year stuff gives everything stakes that two has nothing. There's well, nothing, no, no value in High School Musical 2. What's the prize, Troy? You can have him. <laughs> you won. I love that. I, I don't know. It's a fun, it's a fun franchise. I did not like that it was a, a theatrical release for the third one, though. Oh, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I thought that was like yeah. the dream of any TV movie. Sure. Is to be like, oh, our sequel will be, we'll get a theatrical budget. But it's different. I don't know. If Nothing's ever done that. I know. That's why I didn't like it. Keep it the same. It was don't bigger. barriers. I honestly don't remember. They played a real thing. basketball game and stuff. Oh, I, not that you would care about. I wouldn't care Putting about a sport that. in a movie. No, I definitely It's only, not. it's only clear-cut rules and action and stakes exactly i hate sports that's not true i don't hate all sports it's just i don't understand any of them really i like soccer soccer's fun and you played soccer i played soccer but would you barely. watch a soccer movie would i watch you would understand what's like happening Beckham. 
And anything with the Olsen twins, the switching goals. I just assumed everyone would know. How many Olsen twins movies are there? Like so many, like right. twenty. And okay. Well, there's only one with soccer. Is there? I think so. There's like three SeaWorld ones, aren't there? Yeah, there's a lot of SeaWorld ones. So there's only Why one would there be one soccer one? <laughs> well, they have the the adventures of it's not, the the like movies, the straight to VHS movies. There's only there's like twenty of those. If you're asking me how many Olsen twin movies are there, including the TV series and the Adventures of Mary Kate and <laughs> Ashley, that's like a thousand. I just want to know if there's movies you would watch with sports in them. There are some switching goals. Bandit like Beckham. One Tree Hill has a lot of sports. That's not a movie. Come back to me. When the girls are wondering what the hell just happened with that song. Did we kiss? Did that? Was that real? Unclear. Not They, no. they realized they could just explore each other. When Archie comes over to tell them both that uh, he liked kissing them both and he's fond of them both, but he's on a journey of self-discovery, so won't be doing that anymore. Cool. That so, solves that problem. Great. Yeah. Ideal. No one had to have a hard conversation confusing conversation that's right. that's right no need i just need you guys to know that john took the time to cross out relationship and write friendship it's important in his notes makes it clear mm-hmm. yeah where would you like to go next um i think we gotta go with archie okay and we gotta end on kevin because this was kevin's big episode big i'm going to broadway next people episode so Julian wants to know why he's got a bit part in this musical when he's the best singer in the school. And despite Midge and Fangs' protests, he is right. He is right. He's he right. is great. He's right. He should also take away Fangs' superstar. <laughs> what if he just becomes a rock star? I think that would be uh, a really interesting storyline for Fangs. I'm also thinking Midge might be faking her pregnancy at this point. <laughs> Not sure to what end, but... It's okay. It's okay. It's only been... Three months, so they still have time. Yes, yeah. I don't honestly, because when you find out you're pregnant, it's not like you find out on day zero. Like you find out you're pregnant usually at like the two month mark, right? So you'd think she would be popping a little bit by now. I don't know. Why isn't she popping? Why isn't she? Get in the comments. (laughs) When she started wearing a belt in this episode, I was like, oh, she's wearing a belt. That's gonna be hard. (laughs) It's it's fine, but just saying, someone give her a little belly. Julian is Archie's understudy. Makes sense. And they start singing a song called Archie's All-American, which is my favorite song of the episode. It's yeah. also not original. So, the song is written by Joe Iconis and was released last year. <laughs> so it's original in the sense that Joe Iconis is original. It's original, song. yeah, and it's not part of a musical. I don't even think it's specifically about Archie Andrews. Yeah, it's great, though. It, it fits perfectly. I know. Archie hears Julian sing for the first time and he's rattled. Yeah. <laughs> they race in identical clothes, stripped to matching abs and shower together. And it's very homoerotic and Archie's like punching the wall and stuff. I love this sequence so much. he's just but... so frustrated that Julian can, is him. Like he's not even an individual. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I thought that they did a really good job. Um, and no notes, yeah. truly. Archie cuts them off. He's not jiving to this. He doesn't want this. And so they have to ask Archie, what does he want in real life? Who is Archie Andrews? Does he want to date Betty, Veronica, Mrs. Grundy, play football, (laughs) basketball, poetry, music, boxing, crime fighting? Who are you? Anyway, Kevin says the I Want song should be about one thing or else you have a poorly defined main character. Well, here's the thing, though. This is, okay, this is an issue I actually have with a lot of just conventional storytelling in general, even though I understand fundamentally why we need it. It really makes people very one-dimensional to be like what is the one thing that this person wants more than anything in their life what drives them i was thinking about this in life i've never met a person who is a singularly focused person that is not like a raging psychopath you know never like i know people who want things and that's their like ultimate goal but just feels like in general like isn't that interesting that that is how we set up the structure of story with the person wanting one thing and eventually getting it, when life is so different. Well, you know what's really satisfying is when someone wants something. And then they get it. And then they learn something from the attempt to get it. Right. Well, the, you know, save the cat. And, and like, if someone's just out here star. with a fully nuanced life, that doesn't make great stories. True. I doubt it. I do think it's very interesting that we learned this as, as a story structure, and we don't really know why. 
it I like scratches you, that itch. Most of my favorite movies are usually pretty f- straightforward like that. Sa- no, same. Here's the thing. I agree. I just think it's interesting that that's true. And like I want doesn't have to be like here's something I want for my life that's deep and emotional. It could be I want to get back to the future because I'm trapped in 1955 and need to go back to 1985. Until he realizes that the Back to the Future were the friends that he made along the way. No, he 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 goes. He <laughs> oh he leaves. Marty <laughs> changes his past and fixes every problem in his life and goes back to the future. And that, that's what I wanted the Rardo kids to do. That is actually really funny because. There really is very little lessons learned in Back to the Future now that I'm thinking about it. He ends up being kind of a lazy kid. They have to add it in the sequels. They have this whole thing where it's like, <laughs> nobody calls me a chicken. And they're like, that exact yes. thing ruins his life in the future. Because they're the like, thing. Yeah. maybe we should have included some character development. Totally, yeah. 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 Great film franchise. It's though. perfect. It's a perfect amazing. film. I love it. I'm still pissed I got rid of the ride like 25 years ago in Universal. It's a Simpsons ride now. I hate the Simpsons ride. Fucking hate it. Wow. Ask Jacob how much I love the Simpsons rides. <laughs> there was a time we went on the Simpsons ride and I literally like, you know, the photo that you take after the Simpsons ride. Um, there's a photo of me looking just like so unbelievably nauseated. It is hilarious. My expression is completely blank. Wasn't the Back to the Future ride also a motion ride in front of a screen? But I was six when I went on that and I didn't have the motion. If it's a motion ride in front of a screen, it sucks. I agree. That's but the it was, rule. <laughs> it was fun when it was Back to the Future. The Simpsons is not as fun. I'm sorry. And it's not to say that I hate The Simpsons. I just don't think it's as fun of a I ride. I can't believe you hate America's First I'm Family. So sorry. The Simpsons. The Simpsons. Clay and Kevin, I guess, overnight write Archie <laughs> a new song about his quest for love. The timing here is very weird. Yeah. About how long it takes to write and pitch a musical apparently very quick but also i i'm just at this point i'm just breaking down around everything including the timeline of this season sure why are you moving so slowly through time why what if time is frozen what let's find out let's find out anyone do something i don't we have seven more episodes to go so we're now more than halfway through it's just when the first song came on and said they were in senior year i got excited that we had jumped to senior year. No. Then, when Valentine's Day hit, there was a hot second where I'm like, wait, is it? No. It wasn't. <laughs> but, like, the creation of a musical could have taken a very long time and given us a very long amount of time. And since our actors don't need to play high schoolers for four more years, there's no reason to keep them to this specific timetable. So you could explore a longer period of time to actually make a statement with your final season. I did buy tissues if you need them. I did that for you. Just just in case. This doesn't have... The, usually the musical episode is the one that saves this feeling for me in the season. Yeah. But this one is nailing it in. Yeah. I'm just having fun talking about this show with my friend, John. <laughs> Archie's I Want song is called uh, I Got Two. And it's all about how Kevin doesn't know what Archie wants. Well, it would be nice if they had a conversation one time. It'd be cool if they had spoken once before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Archie can't choose uh, between the girl next door and the socialite queen. But even in fantasy, Archie's looking at Reggie playing basketball and Jughead writing. I like this moment. I thought that this was smart. That where, was a fun bit. Yeah. yeah. It was like, oh, and he, he liked, wants to fuck that typewriter. Like, <laughs> no, but no, that's not what that was. Yeah. And I like that in the fantasy, he's like, he's like breaking free of it. Oh. Um, yeah. He apologized to Kevin. This isn't what he wants. And he has to step away from the musical. Uh, because it's poorly written. No, it's too real and too raw. You, know, you said for his mental health, and I was like, you were not talking about that in the 50s. Yeah. Nobody yeah. mentioned that until like at least 1990. Yeah. So then we get a, a funny scene of Archie at Pops, where Pops is asking if he wants a soup or salad, and Archie can't choose. So I, I had this experience once at like a Benihana when they asked me that, and I did not know what was happening. You thought it was super salad? Yeah. And then I realized everyone has had that experience before. Yeah. I thought it it's, was... You know, you know what would solve that? If they just said salad or soup? That's so true. But Why did they will. do it? They no. do it on purpose. And the thing is, I did want both soup and salad. I wanted that miso soup <laughs> Did you know that was an salad. option? I don't think it was. It was at a birthday party. It's funny, because now if we go out to restaurants, you only order a miso soup and I a salad. I love miso soup. Oh my God. I might get that later. So good. We reveal that Jughead is sitting next to Archie. So that's the first time they've spoken. So they know each other. Since the season premiere. Good for them. Making new friends. So late in their high school careers. Yeah. 
Uh, Jughead explains the concept of an existential crisis and then says, by the way, my name's Jughead. (laughs) Ah, so nice to meet you. Weird hat. Archie reprises, I got two, recognizing he can't pick two. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm not bringing any energy to this. No, you're doing great. Uh, It's just, he knows. Oh, God. And he can right now. There's nothing telling him he can't right now. Not a single reason to make this choice at this exact moment. And Jughead eats the grilled cheese, which I thought was... Oh, no, no he, he eats doesn't. The sal- he eats the soup, soup and, and the salad. salad. Which was, like, kind of funny because he is poor. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, please, Archie, like, don't yeah, just abandon yeah. Please, food. I need the really filling soup and salad. Could have been, like, a good hearty soup. Well, we don't know. Jughead, uh, Archie's got to go talk to his worst family member. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Awful man. Frank does not take the news well, says Archie's bailing on the Bulldogs halfway through the season. And honestly, he is not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> and there's really no reason to make this choice now. Anyway. Also, like, how hard is it to work on your poetry? Well, again, we've seen Archie's writing folk where it's like, I need, I need eight hours. Right, that's true. Who's like sweating. staring at a blank piece of paper if I'm going to get a line out on it. Yeah. I, the thing with poetry is poetry is supposed to be pretty fast to write. Like, maybe not like, you know, you can't write a good poem in like a half hour. But like some poets can like improv a poem. Yeah, like it's a short thing. It's like 12... Unless you're a poet laureate and you're like, oh God, does that have a send? Is Archie going to like do the poem for President Jughead or something? President President Jughead? President Veronica Mm. and Betty? Mm, That's it. That's the one. That's where it all was leading the whole time. Uh, yeah. there. Frank won't approve of this, but Archie says he's made his choice. Oh, good for Archie. Standing up for this weirdly specific belief that he has. Well, thank God we've uh, heard and appreciated all one of Archie's poems. Yeah. Amazing. You know, you know what's you know what's a fun thing to think about? If Archie's such a poet, why why isn't he writing the songs? I don't you know. know. If I... Archie has something to say from his heart. He should write a song. Maybe he should be writing Archie the musical. Or at least one song on the guitar. Because this Kevin has never shown an interest in musical theater before. Has he not? He's like, It's like the things he'll talk to Clay about and right. no one else about. Yeah. Which is just them going, classic Kevin. <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, I really like his musical theater voice though, Kevin. He's so. like, no, listen, he's, he could have directed the fuck out of the musical that Archie wrote. True, it would have been a cool storyline for Archie and Kevin to work together on writing Archie the musical. Why did he pick Archie? They never explain. They never explain. They never explain. How weird would it be for you if someone was, someone who you were not good friends with. Right. The guy who <laughs> used to date one of the girls I'm into. Yeah, it was like, hey, John, I made this musical about you. And it's not unflattering. We but have like it... one really intense conversation <laughs> where you may have come out to me. Right. Oh, yeah, they did do that. That's true. Okay. So it's not completely out of nowhere, but still strange. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. People have come out to me before and I haven't tried to write a musical about them or vice versa. So... I don't know. I did, but it didn't turn out well. Oh, so you yeah. just never shared it. <laughs> yeah. that's, well, that happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's happened to me several times. But... Yeah, but maybe when the world's ready someday. Right. One day. <laughs> maybe when the world is ready for you to do a cover of Xanadu, the musical's soundtrack. Which Xana is... don't. don't. Sorry, Xana don't. That seems like a fun play, though. Kind yeah. of a weird concept, but <laughs> we'll explain. <laughs> Monday senior year is the opening number of the episode. It opens with Archie. Singing about uh, starting his senior year of high school, and Betty is the model student, and Veronica is the hot new girl, and Jughead sings so much now, then takes Ethel's sandwich. <laughs> One uh, more thing, and he's and he from like, Ethel. this is mine now. Uh, the vixens are commanded by Cheryl and Tony, so you know none of it's real. Cool, cool, cool. Because they just unless there's no consequences, you know, maybe maybe we don't keep that anymore. Maybe they just keep the vixens, and we didn't burn all those books last episode. Why would we talk about that? There's all the books now. The be- the books are back. Did you notice? <laughs> Julian unveils the voice of an angel playing basketball with Reggie and Fangs and everybody sings on the front steps. And then we cut to everybody in glee formation. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. They give you flashbacks. Oh my god, I love glee. I'm so sorry everyone. I did love glee. Kevin and Clay have been given permission to write an original musical instead of boring old Oklahoma. It would have been funny if they used the original song from Glee. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> oh, the loser like me. Yeah. 
I'm not gonna sing it. I almost. Do did. you actually know the words? Yeah. Do you like that song? Yeah. I never made up my mind on that song. It felt like the the, the radio like played it out of obligation and then it very quickly disappeared. But hey. But they never went back around, right? They never wrote another. I think they did write like a sad song for Rachel that was original, but I don't remember it at all. But mm-hmm. I do think that that is what happened. Um, Oklahoma, my school never did it, but I would believe that someone in the fifties would know that musical. It's I think just like school did do it. No play has become less and less relevant to modern day than Oklahoma. Oh, see, I would actually disagree because they just made that revival on Broadway. <clears throat> that's but that's what I'm talking about. Is they had to revive and change like a lot. Right. I haven't seen the original nor the revival, so I really don't have a an yeah. opinion. Okay. Which is the new okay. one. I have not seen Beth's scene. She said it was good. Wait, so it's called Okay, not Oklahoma. Yeah. So they changed enough of it to That's make what it... I'm saying. Yeah. So it's different. And the movie commits one of my least favorite things any musical film has ever done. But I think I've talked about that before. Wait, what was it? It's just the thing where they have another actor representing the actual actors who can dance to do the dance number. And like, it's not oh. like, oh, they're just like cutting in a different person, but they literally have the actors stand next to someone in the same exact outfit oh. who then goes on to do the dancing. And I'm like, that sucks. I hate that. That's so funny. Does that happen that often? I guess I've it I've seen does. it twice ever. And yeah. the second time I saw it, I was like, oh, is this a thing? Because now I hate this yeah. thing. <laughs> Whatever this is, fuck that. <laughs> Interesting. I think it could be done well in the right circumstance, but I haven't seen it. I don't think ever. So Yeah. <laughs> Either get an actor who can dance or don't do don't the dance draw number. so much attention to it. Fair. I don't know, but like, this is weird. Everybody has questions and objections to everything Kevin's talking about. He never, apparently never mentioned to any of this to any <laughs> of them before. And then like gathered them all in this room and was like, sing this and like handed yeah. it to them. Why are they seniors? Because that would have been more dramatically interesting than this season of television. That's ironic. Do you like, why would they even... Why would they put that in there? Why would that be a part of it at all? Did, did someone behind the scenes at some point go, wait, we should have been seniors this year? And they all went, oh, that would have been good. Oh, yeah. They really should have been seniors. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, they should have been seniors. Did, did someone believe that this wasn't going to be the final season of the show? Definitely not. Then I don't understand. Tony and Cheryl don't want to simply be in the ensemble. And Kevin promises everybody will have solo lines in the big prom finale, which is pretty insulting. Yeah. <laughs> You'll all get to say one thing in the last song. Which is all I've ever had um, when I did musicals, so be grateful. All of this causes Jugs to leave, and Reggie. Neither of them can really stand the whole genre. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. Jughead is actually a really good singer. He like, has quite a nice voice, which I thought was weird, because he's was like not singing for so long and he made such a big show of it in the first season and then like he has a nice voice yeah it's and he did Julian. the song at the beginning of this i don't yeah. really understand i know very strange well uh clay says uh kevin is doing great considering what's going on at home with his folks which is strange because they say folks plural as if he has two parents Oh, and but that's no. not true. We only has a dad. That's so weird. We know this for sure. <laughs> uh, they start singing "This Is Love," a song about uh, how much they love each other. Beautiful. It's different than the other song about how much the gay couples love each other. Right, because that was a four thing. Because that's a four person thing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And the boys dance together on the school steps and then kiss. Cute. It's cute. Uh, Cheryl calls out uh, how she and Tony feel tackled on to the Valentine song we talked about. Yeah. Earlier. So Kevin reminds her that she asked for more stage time. So she challenges Kevin to write something truthful. So then they do. Well, we're not. We actually have to go back to Kevin's family real quick. Oh, okay. See, Sheriff Keller's sleeping on a cot. Oh, no. And he asks how Kevin's mom is doing. And I'm like, who? <laughs> what? She is dead or in the army, I thought. So. And Kevin's like, I can't wait for opening night. And we're going to have the whole family together. And I'm like, yeah, the whole family. You and your dad. <laughs> right. You together right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> And then Kevin's like, Dad, why wouldn't you come home and eat with us and talk to Mom? I'm like, because you don't have a mom. Do you think Obviously. that Kevin is schizophrenic and has been imagining <laughs> And Sheriff was like, Kevin, you just, you just wouldn't understand. Ugh. And he never explains. No. So, so uh, Kevin and Clay wrote, Do You Know What It's Like? Which they didn't write. A man named Tim Aceto wrote it, because it's not an original song. It was released in 2003 in the musical Xana Don't. Xana Don't? As in Xana Do, Xana Don't. But Xana Don't. Right. Right. It's about, do you know what the play's about? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the play is about a world in which, um, like, 
everything like there is no homophobia there is like heterophobia phobia and huh. so people are you know like only in same-sex relationships until a hetero couple falls in love oh i feel like i have heard of this before yeah so um just flipping things on its head but also sounds kind of fun according to tony he perfectly captures the experience of being in an interracial queer relationship in the 1950s which is a weird thing to say when you are in the 1950s and (laughs) i feel like this song could just be sung by a man to a woman yeah like the lyrics are not that specific but they saw all the flashbacks of them kissing and stuff so they knew that it was about a uh-huh. yeah yeah like they, they, they saw, saw that the too. fantasy right they won't put it in the musical uh the world isn't ready for it in 2003 we will have a yeah, musical Cheryl's like all right well in 2003 you call me but for now we'd like to be written out of the musical which okay this whole thing i was like this is really fucking petty of everyone i am so sorry he's working on a timetable over yeah. here jesus christ he's writing all this original music and they're like actually um we're just not down i was yeah. like if you were i know if, i know this is due in, in 48 hours but I, I was like if this was like the wizard of oz would you be like um i'm not actually a munchkin i'm more of like a lollipop guild right. person right. and you're being mean but that's back so to my thing of like this could have been a storyline that spanned a long time yeah and just having like these different songs yeah episodes could be fun no it could have been one episode that takes place over a long time oh you're saying like over months yeah yeah i see what you're saying yeah why would you be writing your spring musical in november uh some people are really uh procrastinators i guess but it's early well no i mean to write a musical like, to put it on in, like, May, you have to write it in November? That feels late, actually. You should have until May. And then I guess you have to rehearse it? How long do you think rehearsing You for? workshop it. It's writing an original musical. So they're not going to perform it, though? Like, a full-scale musical? They're not going to perform it because it gets canceled at the end of this episode. Oklahoma. Good play, apparently. No. No. Bad play. Bad play. <laughs> but I don't know any good plays from the 1950s, either. Yeah. Okay, so, fun fact about high schools. So, a lot of times... like especially like middle schools who do like one play a year will pick plays like before like a certain era because the rights are like so much cheaper like it's expensive to do like beauty and the beast but it's like cheap as fuck to do 42nd street you you don't need to tell me we did the mikado after Uh, the copyright ran out so you could send in the old west (laughs) so fun yeah the mikado i i haven't been in that but i did see the mikado don't remember what that was about at all is that samurai right don't remember anything more about that. And there's the other one, Pirates of Penzance. That's the same person, right? I forgot who what play that was. It's two people. Two people. Gilbert. And Sullivan. There you go. I was going to say I got freed, so I really am happy that I went with my... <laughs> Affleck. Yes. I know what's going on here. Gil- Gilbert and... <laughs> Geico. <laughs> anyway. Some woman calls for Kevin in his room and Clay runs out the window. And she walks in and she says, hi, I'm your mom. Okay. He's like, what? she invites him to dinner with her and dad at pops she says a public space will be better yeah this is absolutely untrue you should not tell your kid this in in a public space so sheriff and mom keller have to talk to kevin about something real serious and they sit down they say kevin it's your mother she doesn't exist stop calling she never has you've never (laughs) had a mom he's like is it something i did oh they're like it's nothing you did this can't be fixed. She's not real. <laughs> and they pan back and there's no one sitting next to Sheriff Keller. And this is this is a crazy moment, but, you know, it's the Kevin, only thing that made sense. Kevin storms out. So Sheriff Keller is divorcing fake moms. There's no there's no divorce because she's not real. Of course they would. That would be crazy to just introduce Kevin's mom now in a divorce plot. For, that would be insane. So, of course, she's not real. For a moment, I really thought it was going to be Sierra McCoy, which, by the way, what happened to Robin Givens? If you're going to introduce Kevin's mom this late, you kind of should stunt cast it, right? Right, something It should be somebody, and the episode should be about that. But for her to, like, appear in the last 20 minutes for the first (laughs) time of the episode and then be like, by the way, I'm divorcing your father, (laughs) is a fucking crazy... Played by, like, someone I wouldn't recognize her on the street. Yeah. Uh, It's all just like, why why do it at all? (laughs) Who would you want as Kevin's mom? Let, that they could realistically Hold on, get. this is... I stand by nobody. <laughs> okay, it, it, other than nobody, who... 
of this like of the Skeet Ulrich things because I'm trying to think we already used Shannon Doherty Tori Spelling Neve Campbell would be pretty cool oh that'd be awesome yeah she would not do this she's she is not walking away from the Scream she franchise like, she's, she this. did walk away from the Scream franchise no I mean that's what I, don't I mean I think she's doing anything now that's what I mean like she walked away from the Scream franchise not to do a guest role as Kevin's mom on Riverdale I wouldn't want anyone to do a guest role as Kevin's mom on Riverdale right now bummer Sorry, Kevin, no mom for you. Prom night features Julian as Archie and Clay as Jughead. I love that. really funny because really like, Archie sings about how his life is perfect and nothing's wrong. He's like, how about you, Jughead? And then Clay as Jughead is like, I ate a burger. It's great. It is really great. It's great. Uh, and uh, it sure looks like the parish loves it. He's like, clap. He's like, congratulations, children. Kevin, can I speak with you? <laughs> Kevin, I just got to tell you, your music sucks. You suck. Original musicals suck. And if you don't perform in Oklahoma, the drama department could lose funding. Yeah, so <laughs> I thought it was really funny because he was like, you wrote a play. <laughs> and that's when I knew something was going to go wrong. It's, oh, I think the thing that's also frustrating is like, they let these guys walk all over them. Yeah, for sure. Regular Riverdale guys, if Mr. Honey had been like, no, you can't write an original musical. I would have to confirm it. <laughs> that's a great uh, uh They would just perform it themselves at their one of their lairs yeah and it would be really sexy and it would be great and everyone would have shown up and it would have been a good time and then they would have killed mr honey this gets shut down and they go damn that sucks that sucks thank you oh well back to school tomorrow yeah what the hell i know no backbone these kids uh, so Kevin does the reasonable thing and blames everybody else. Mm, classic Kevin. <laughs> alienates everybody who once may have cared for him. Love that. Some uh, people don't change. And Clay is like, listen, I can explain. He just found out his mom doesn't exist. <laughs> and they're all like, we all knew Kevin's mom. Kevin doesn't have a mom. Like, he didn't. He was not aware. <laughs> He's pretty sure she's been in army this whole time. <laughs> oh, poor Kevin. So Kevin asks his mom if it's his fault. He made her up because of shame for who he is. And she tells him that even if she isn't real, he made her and she loves him and therefore he <laughs> loves himself. Was this the same mom that called him husky and like sent him down a really bad path? I forgot about that. That's, that's, that's weird. But that's regular Kevin. That's not 50s right. Kevin. Right. But when It'd be he... so cool if they were the same person. Yeah, I know. Great. Crazy. This mom seemed nice. Right, well, she's not the real one. Remember, she doesn't exist. Sure. Uh, Archie finds Kevin and uh, thanks him for giving him the opportunity to make one decision and asks what Kevin's playing now. It's uh, called Finale, her song. It's a somber piece about losing someone close to you and good times coming to an end. Archie joins Betty, Veronica, Archie's guitar, Tony and Cheryl, Clay, Fangs and Midge, Jughead, Ethel, Reggie, Julian's voice, and even Dilton. And it is a moment of like getting the entire cast in a room together is like, a, oh, I love these people. And they love each other. Uh, and that's been the greatest success of the show is the this, this collection of talented young humans that make up the cast of Riverdale. Would you say it's the friends they made along the way? I wish they would be in scenes together. Yeah, that'd be cool. This is a good scene. That's ideal, yeah. If I would love one of these an episode. That'd be is cool. that too much? Well, I think if they had to do a whole song every episode, it'd be a little bit much. Too bad. But a whole sad song about Kevin. Every single time. Mom. That's right. Yeah, specifically. Um, and that is the end of the plot. Wow. For this week, which is... 46 minutes. Definitely one of the fastest we've ever gone through. I knew it would be musical. fast. I, um... Obviously, it's. I think it's pretty clear this is not my favorite musical yeah, no, no, they've John's done. Yeah, doing great though. Original songs isn't the problem, although my favorite song wasn't original in this yeah, one. Yeah, I love the Archie and Julian one, and I think Julian is a great actor, and I hope he goes on to good things. Yeah, yeah. And maybe musical things. So, fun fact, John, we actually don't have an episode next week. Really? Yeah. So I tried to look up a trailer and I couldn't find one, and I think that's because it might be still being cut. Hmm. Do we want to? Who's the best boy in Riverdale? Julian. Sure. I mean, never, never gonna have another opportunity. That, I guess that's it. He is the best voice in Riverdale. Yeah. Which I think. Congratulations is, to him. Yeah. Well, did, a tough competition. It's true. I couldn't really. I don't know anybody who's best dressed, but I did really like Clay as Jughead. I think Clay as Jughead was really, really fun. It was very cute. Yeah. I agree. I can't think of another. Maybe Julian as Archie was also pretty good. Yeah, it didn't stand out as much because uh, he just looks like Archie. Fair. And then I guess. No one returned, right? We didn't... 
No, it doesn't seem like it was a major return episode. No one really popped up this week. Yeah. We only got one patriarchy member this week. They all look the same to me. It's kind of weird that there's like yeah. so many of them. I guess it's like, oh, Kevin's mom's back, but no. Right, sure. We've literally <laughs> never seen her before. In we have it, right? She's never. never once been on camera <laughs> in this show. And here we are. Yeah, and it's weird because they didn't actually need Kevin's mom. No. They could have had a divorce plot without Kevin's mom. Or a plot that had been set up. Yeah. You know, like Kevin can't live at home with his dad. Right. His dad could, I don't know. Didn't his dad suck? His dad was bad earlier in the season. I don't get it. And now he's handsome again. The inconsistency (laughs) is insane. Yeah. I guess rumor mill is... We don't really got much. Because there's no plot. There's no plot. There's and no that's one. been the strength of musicals in the past is that they've often refocused a lot of character arcs and the plot at the same time. Who can forget when season two's ended with Midge dead? Not and just the Black dead. Hood back on the board. Nailed season to the wall. Season three ended with the reveal of Edgar Evernever with like the scariest applause break that oh, we'd ever seen after a deeply emotional hour of television. And then I still have music from Hedwig and the Angry Inch on my main uh, uh, playthrough. That one's just got some good friend stuff. But I don't think I remember a specific plot thing happening in that one. Was that? But the Gargoyle King was a weird year. I think that was Gargoyle King. That might have been four. That might have. Uh, Hedwig might have been four. I think they didn't do it the first year, right? They didn't do the first year, but there Heather's. There's Heather's. Yes. Hedwig. Um. Heather's. Then no, sorry, Carrie. Carrie Heather's. Heather's. Hedwig, uh-huh. next to normal. That was five, right? Yeah. So what's four? I don't know. I don't know if they did every year. They promised every year. Let's find out. Why am I like blanking? List of Riverdale. You're working too hard. You just go to Tessa's page. Oh, smart. Wicked little town. Well, that was the, that's uh, Hedwig, right? American Psychos. Okay, cool. They had that one. The Return of the Pussycats had multiple... Musical numbers. And that wasn't a musical episode. Like they're counting it on movieweb.com, the authority. Why, yeah. So. Why would you ever? <laughs> so. Caitlin, we're the authority. We're the only authority. <laughs> Non-musical episodes filled with musical number. Yeah, no. Uh, some people are counting it. Uh, yeah, there's not, not a single place I can think of to go in the rumor mill right now because they won't even continue the storylines from the previous episodes. <laughs> I just, yeah. John is wondering where to go. I... But you know what, John? You know where we can go? What are you watching? You go first. So I'm watching Bupkiss. Did you I said that about last time. God damn it, John. I'm reading something. Does that count? I don't know. What are you reading? Okay, so I'm reading the Summer I Turned Pretty book series because I'm very excited for season two. Full disclosure, I have already it's watched out yet. six episodes of it. Comes out soon. Um, me, Steven, and Chelsea have been watching it. It's been great. Is it the same summer? It is a different summer. It is the second summer. Just change the title of the show. The summer okay, I was still pretty and everyone sum- loved the, me. Just name it something else. Like, I get the first book was probably called that, but what was the second book called? The second book was called... Um, it's not summer without you. And what is the series called? The summer I turned pretty. The book series. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just the summer I turned that pretty. That can't be right. No, it's better. They yeah. should have called it something different. The pretty summer series. Summer days. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like books don't tend to have. I mean, I guess some books have names of series. Like Game of Thrones is a song of ice and fire. It, that's the series, yeah. and then the book is Game of Thrones. Yeah, one book yeah. is called Game of Thrones. Interesting. I wonder why they chose that. I guess it's a stronger, it's a tr- stronger statement. But yeah, it's really nice. It's like I've been. Um, I will suggest something that's not really like a recommendation for a specific thing, but is a recommendation for a platform that I think everyone can benefit from if you read it all. Which is Libby. Are you on Libby? Are they paying us? They have a sponsor. They're sadly not paying God us. God damn it! It is a library app, so the library is free, but it's great. All you do is basically, like, I love audiobooks, right? And books in general. But they're so expensive. (laughs) This does sound like an ad. But they're so expensive that sometimes it's like, okay, I feel like I have to force myself to, like, finish a book I'm not really that into because I paid, like, $17 for it. 
But with Libby, you can get everything. For, it sounds like an ad. Can I cut this and send this to Libby and then they'll yeah, give yeah. us money? Totally, totally. I'm sure. But it's great because with Libby, you can actually download books um, as though you were like downloading them from a free library and then you can send them to your Kindle. And so I've been getting like a ton of audiobooks. So instead of listening to podcasts in the car or on a walk, I'll just pop in Summer I Turned Pretty. And it's been really great. And what's that code they can use? And you can use hashtag Riverdale Register. <laughs> For 50% off your free Libby subscriptions. <laughs> Try it. See what happens. Maybe you'll get it for free. I don't know. What about you, John? What apps are you using? <laughs> None. Um, I guess the thing I'm most excited for right now is that uh, this weekend, I think I'm going to see Mission Impossible early. Oh, hell yeah. I'm... Which, those movies rule, man. I've never seen them. Should I? Would I like them? Hard to say. Okay. Um, how do you feel about stunts? Okay, if it's like a live stunt in front of me, good. If it's in a movie, not as good. I don't know. It depends. What if it's like really impressive and you know it's real? If I know it's real? Like jackass? So like, <laughs> as those movies go on, you know, the first Mission Impossible is a pretty quiet psychological thriller. Really? Uh, with huh. like... One scene where he like runs from a, a a a fish tank coming apart, and like one bit that's on a fake bullet train. Cool. Uh, but as they go on, uh, Tom starts using them as an outlet to start challenging himself physically. And I worry so, about like, him a little bit. In the second movie, he climbs a mountain without like any kind of ropes holding him holding them up. Does he uh, really? And that's just his intro. That's just like the moment he arrives in the movie. It's just like we find him climbing. Does he do that? In he does real it, life? Uh, uh, oh, I don't know. But that's Kylie. what Ethan Hunt does for fun. Right. Right. Uh, and, wow. And then in like the third one, he like jumps from one building to another. And like that's kind of not real. But then the fourth one, he like actually climbs the Burj Khalifa. That's and cool. And in, in the fifth one, he like actually holds his breath underwater for like five minutes. Um, and like actually rides a motorcycle at top speeds around highway in a, in a motorcycle chase. And actually hangs on to a plane as it takes off from... And uh, this is Tom Cruise. This is really Tom Cruise doing all of these things. What he doesn't have a stunt double in these movies the anymore. The insurance that you must need. He to actually take out. fired the insurance company what? because they yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. the no. insurance company on Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol wouldn't let him climb the Burj Khalifa. They said they couldn't insure that, and so yeah. he was like, "Bye," uh-huh. uh, because he produces the movies. He was able to fire the insurance company and hire one that would let him do that. That seems unsafe. So in the sixth one, uh, he jumps out of a plane. Okay. And he really does that. And they film him jumping through a plane. Uh, this is uh, honestly more and, impressive than I thought. And there's like one of the greatest fights in a bathroom in that movie. Uh, oh God, the sixth one's just wall to wall incredible. Uh, they have like a chase in uh, Paris uh, that's like incredible and goes on for like six minutes. Uh, They're uh, spy movies? These are spy movies, yeah. but the, the stakes uh, when... The IMF, the Impossible Mission Force, gets called in for something. That seems fake. It, it, <laughs> it's it? usually, it usually, no, I mean, that's what it is in the context right, of, like, the sure. original TV show that this is all based off of. Did it know there was a show? Oh, that's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So, like, the original thing is, it's all about tricking people. Uh-huh. They would wear fake masks, pretend to be other people, and then be like, woo, you just confessed kind of energy. Oh, is that why the they masks, always... The masks. Yes. It's an element from the 60s show. Yeah. Okay, but they have it in the first yes. movie. Yes, in the first movie, they, they have these cool masks. And yeah. Then, like, they do it to Philip Seymour Hoffman in the third movie. Wow. They do. They put up a Philip Seymour Hoffman mask, and, like, they, they do that. Uh, and, like, the sixth one is just, like... Tom Cruise like flies a helicopter, fighting another helicopter that's got Henry sure. Cavill in it with a mustache. Oh, that they had to remove or something. It it, it yeah. this that movie did uh, kill Justice League in a way, and yeah. it was totally worth it. Yeah, they did make Justice League. They made Justice League twice. Right, I did see that. <laughs> I did could see, see one. There's two versions of Justice League you could watch, and one of them has Henry Cavill. With a digitally replaced upper oh, lip because they wouldn't let him shave it because they needed it for Mission Impossible. And guys, they were right. It's it looks the, better. It's one of the most incredible mustaches I've ever seen. It's on so funny because, like, I can't even imagine Superman having a mustache. Like, I can't even be like, oh, well, maybe Superman could have had a mustache. No, he couldn't. That, that no one has done that in the book. Superman has had a beard many times, but I've, I've never see seen a consistent run Just a where Superman has a mustache. And now it's all I want. Do people ever have a beard without a mustache? Yes. The Amish. 
Oh, the Amish. Yeah. Do other people? No. I, I mean, I'm sure some people do. Huh. There's like the chin strap, which is, yeah. you know, the beard that only goes under. And yeah. like, whew, good luck if you're pulling it off. Right. I respect that. If you can look over the chin strap, that's really impressive. Mm-hmm. I have not been impressed many times. <laughs> so there is that. But uh, Mission Impossible 7 has uh, Haley Otwell in it, which is automatically oh, a bonus. great. Love her. She's great. Always. Uh, and is another part one of two oh. situation coming to movies this summer. But they say it in cool. the title. Dead Reckoning Part 1. So it's a long title, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part right. 1. So they shot these both together, or have been for like the past three years since the pandemic. Uh, basically to be like, Tom's 60. We really can't be doing this anymore. Yeah. These, I assume this is the end of the run. He's 60. Wow. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. Time passes, but like. I weird. mean, he's aged very well. Yeah. There's uh, a All the adrenochrome. And the, you know. <laughs> I don't think that's their thing. That's not it. Oh, I, don't I think thought that's what the, they did. That's the thing. Well, shit. Um, but he definitely got like a facelift or something, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, I will say, though, he's, he's looking old. He's starting to look old. Oh, well, you know. It's happening. Time doesn't pause yeah. with a facelift, even. But. Yeah, yeah he's top guy. He's trying, trying to do a movie in space. But that's the that's what I'm excited for right now. Is a movie in this, space? Yeah, he's going to shoot a movie in space. Do they wait on a space station? Presumably. Okay. I guess that's not super difficult. Well, no yet. one's done it yet. No, I don't think it would be easy. No. It's the hard to shoot a movie. Just on the imagining ground. <laughs> a lighting setup in the International Space Station with everybody floating around. I, that's the thing. Okay, so I realized that lately when I watch space things, people are like just walking around like normal. Yeah. Because it's like. Right. Yeah. Star Trek, they have a gravity generator. Right. You it's, know, whatever they your thing it out. is. Yeah. But that's not actually a thing. Like, we don't have that yet. In um in the expanse, which I really liked, they all wore like magnetic boots. Oh, so that's why they were always able to walk around in the spaceships. I actually feel like that would uh, be really hard to walk. That definitely <laughs> is something you would have to learn to do. Yeah, that couldn't be easy. But I guess that's a good fix. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't have a magnetic boot, you just sometimes they pop them off and like float. Yeah, that'd be fun. Ugh. Space would be fun, but it's so I don't want to. No, I, would you go to space? Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. I, I, I don't have. I would prefer to go to space in a means that we probably haven't achieved yet as yeah. human beings, because uh, I feel like the whole NASA experience is like it, you know it's it's um it's not consumer friendly, but True. it gets the job done. It gets you, and there. I think it would be really cool to be there. But I also think it would be really cool to like be there in a in a really slick like taking care of you kind of yeah. way where like you're just like time. oh yeah i just flew up really high we let's float around for five minutes and go down yeah. like i get that yeah i'm sure in our lifetime that will become much more consumer friendly like i think it'll still be very expensive but i would think in like 40 years yeah but it's gonna be amazon flights oh i'm sure but like it's gonna be it's gonna be something that like like you taking a really nice trip to europe with your whole family expensive not but it's the moon yeah, like I bet that's like it's gonna be something that like rich people can do, but not like billionaires can only do. You know, the 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 struggle is you got to build permanent infrastructure mm. on another uh, planetary surface, like the moon. Like the moon, uh, we haven't done that yet. Yeah, we don't. It's un- unlike my one of my favorite TV shows for all, for all mankind. mankind. There is no permanent moon base in the real world. I really thought there was. Not gonna lie, like I didn't think people like were there, but I did think that we had something. We just it's in that show they find water on the moon, and I don't think we've done that in real life. So it's like if there is no water source on the planet, then you would have to be transporting water all the time. Right. And I think that's. That's really the difference is like, if you can get water there, then it's way easier to put down roots. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. But that seems impossible right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, um, there are like meteor or, or asteroids or, um, what's the belt made out of meteors? Sounds right. Uh, made of, <laughs> made entirely of ice that 
if we if we went all out for that, I can't believe this is going here now. Sure. In this, in this conversation <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, but like, I it's, I suppose if we found like an ice comet or an ice meteor, we could mine that. But that's also not where you would build the thing. Right. Yeah. Seems confusing. Seems hard. I want to go to space, but yeah. I want uh, humanity to go to space, but not. Elon Musk go to space. He's, Just to be he clear, stay here. he keeps saying this shit, but he means him, not us. Right, of course. Yeah, we and my, you know the collective. Just we want humanity means... live in space, and I'm space god. Right, exactly. He means I. Yeah. You know the royal we, which means myself. Anyway, I'm on Threads. No, I'm not. Oh yeah, I haven't even actually explored that yet. So I'm just in, in the DMs. This is a great time to talk ask. about. Yeah. yeah, you can find me on TikTok. On TikTok, not Threads. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, at John Patton. Uh, where can they find you? They can find me on our Instagram, at the Riverdale Register Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you guys have been finding us, and I appreciate that. So, yeah, we have a, a 10-day-plus break, I realize now. So I will see you guys in a little you know bit. say? Leave you on a high. Leave you on a high note. Over and out, River Vixens. <laughs>